Awesome. 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 Okay. Today we're going to be discussing, I believe it's four stages or four steps to get out of depression. Last week we talked about five stages of depression and now I'm going to talk about four stages, four steps to take to get out of depression because, you know, I don't know. And this, this stuff is, you probably have heard this stuff before, but it's time to hear it again. Okay. So, so last week we discussed some of the stages of depression. And so this episode, I want to really dive deeper into how to get out of a deep depression. I want to give you kind of a, a stepping stool or a stepping stones to, you know, figuring out how to, you know, kind of get out of that, that hole, you know. I also do apologize if my voice sounds a little weird today. I'm also dealing with some allergies. So with that being said, hello, I'm Jameson and I am your host for this show, the Alpha Insight Podcast. Thank you for listening today. If you are a new member to the to the team, to the family, welcome. I really hope you learned something today and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are coming back to me, I, I appreciate you for listening. And as always, I would always, always, always appreciate some feedback on whatever platform you're listening on. The main ones are Spotify and Apple Music. If you leave a rating or review in one of those spots or maybe Google Podcasts or Amazon Music, whatever you're listening on, that would be super, super helpful for me. If you want to get connected with me, you can check out the Instagram or Facebook at Alpha Insight Podcast. I would love to, I like to talk to my listeners there and, you know, get your ideas and, you know, get to know you better. So thank you for listening. Let's get into today's show. So for depression and, you know, making it out of depression, I I wish there was a one-size-fits-all for this topic, but it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that, unfortunately. There's not just one answer, and it's going to solve all your problems. And one thing works for one person, and another thing works for another, and they don't work for each other. And it kind of sucks. So you kind of got to figure out what works for you more, I guess. So I I will have to talk about a couple different things that are keeping you down, and how to negate those thoughts, how to negate those actions and behaviors. For starters, everyone has a background. Everyone has a past, you know, a childhood. Whether that be, whether that went well for you or not, you know, everybody has kind of, you know, it doesn't matter what it, what it is, but everybody has a past and everybody has a background. But this episode, I want you to grasp the fact that getting out of your depression state is not just an overnight fix and it's not a one answer fix i i wish it was i I really do but the stuff you you're gonna hear today may not be they're not gonna sound very appealing honestly it's not like super fun stuff to do but this stuff really changes people's lives and it changed my life and it sounds may sound simple, but it's effective. However, that does not mean you should give up the idea that you'll never get better. You know, if it doesn't matter how long it takes 
If you really want to get better, you'll you'll wait. If you really want to get better, you you will be willing to do what it takes to do that, to get there. You know, and and you know, if you really want to get better, you need to you need to make some changes because obviously what you're doing now is not working. So you need to make some changes. You need to make some some everyday changes in your everyday life because you know, what you're doing now is not working or you wouldn't be listening right now. You know, maybe actually things are going just fine and maybe you just want to listen just because you want to listen. And, you know, that's totally fine by me as well. (laughs) Sounds good to me. But if you're listening, you probably have seen the topic of today and that probably got you interested. You know, whatever. I don't know. If you're in a if you've been in this deep state for a while, I don't know, you 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 know you need to, you need to make some changes, you know, if if you're never getting better and you're doing the same exact thing and changing absolutely nothing, obviously nothing's going to get better cuz you need to make some changes and you know, that's just that's just how it is. Okay, so before I give you these tips, I want you to know that a lot of times people don't have depression necessarily. And before you freak out on me, no, Jameson, I have depression. I have major depression. I have have this disorder and that disorder. Look, as much as, you know, I don't know, just because you're diagnosed with depression does not mean you have depression. That's another topic for another day. That's a whole other story about about psychiatrists and their jobs and you know this and that but just because you have been diagnosed with depression does not mean you have depression maybe you just don't know how to deal with your feelings and I know that may suck to hear and but maybe hear me out here maybe it's not depression but maybe it's your body telling you you need to make some changes which is actually, this happens a lot more than you think it would. You know, it, it's, it may not be depression, but what they have is imbalances in their everyday life. You know, and imbalances in, I'm not going to say your brain chemistry, because I'm not saying you need medications. I'm saying, you know, when you're constantly changing things up, like your sleep schedule and, I don't know, your activity level and whatever, your body is going to kind of stress out, going to tell your brain, hey, you need to chill out here. And that often comes in a form of a depression feeling. When you when you treat your body terrible, it's going to send you signs, which often come in a sadness or depression feeling. You know, and looking around these days, it's not really hard to treat your body terrible. You know, with the amount of fast food we have and parties that kids are going to and drugs that are available and you you fill in the blank, whatever it is, you know, it's not hard to treat your body terrible. And when you do, I'm saying because you may be doing these activities, it doesn't necessarily mean you have depression. It could just be your body screaming at you saying, hey... You need to stop. So, okay. All right. So with that, with all that said, with all of our foundation, with all of our foundation laid, I want to get into this. The first tip I have for you is, you're going to be like, Jameson, don't you say, 
get in some physical activity. Number one, get in some physical activity. This is not just my opinion, people. Not just my opinion. Okay, so this website says doing 30 minutes or more of exercise a day for three to five days a week may significantly improve depression or anxiety symptoms, but smaller amounts of physical activity, as little as 10 to 15 minutes at a time, may make a difference. Let's see here. That's from mayoclinic.org. You know, so this is like a reliable site here. I'm not getting this off of Urban Dictionary. <laughs> this is some real stuff. You know, it sounds dumb. It sounds cliche, you know, but this stuff's real. You need to treat your body right. You know, when you're getting in physical activity, you not only feel accomplished for yourself, but you're going to feel, you know, your body releases all these chemicals into your brain. It's like happy chemicals when you do physical activity. You know, what what I've noticed in my own life is, Yes, doing physical work, it sucks at first, you know, but the more you do it, you really begin to, you know, be able to start, start challenging yourself. You begin to kind of enjoy it. And, and, you know, because I've hit certain goals in the gym, I was, it was eye opening to me. You know, I, you know, physical labor is not super fun, but the more you do it, the more you really start to enjoy it. And you get to push yourself and you get to make the, you get to push your own boundaries that you set for yourself in your everyday life. Maybe you're going to run a little bit faster. Maybe you're going to run a little bit farther. Maybe you're going to go get more weight in the gym. Maybe you're going to go lift, lift more or lift, you know, whatever it is, you get to push your own boundaries. And that was so eye-opening to me. You know, I begin, I, I began to enjoy the challenge in life. And it's like, it's like a new lens has been put on. You know, I was talking about that in, in the perception episode, the episode about how you view things in life. It's like that new lens was put on for me. And I can't ever take it off. But I also can't force anybody else to wear that lens. It's like you'll never see it until you try it. But why wouldn't you want to just find out where your your what your limitations are, you know? Find out like how far you can go, how far you can mentally push yourself and physically push yourself. It's really eye-opening. It's like you know how far you can go and you just want to you want to go farther. It's it's amazing. So because of, you know, physical activity because of going to the gym and whatever i i began to enjoy breaking the limits that i've set for myself in my own life and you're you're not going to see that lens unless you push past your boundaries you know that boundary that you've set for yourself saying well no my body's perfect how it is well no my health is perfect where it is my mental health is just fine oh well there's no point in doing any sort of physical activity. It doesn't even matter. I look great just the way it is. I am. Well, I don't need to change my body because I'm I'm perfect. You know, I've actually had several and I don't mean to offend anybody, but I've I've had several overweight people tell me I don't need to go to the gym because I'm perfect. And I'm like, oh yeah, have you seen yourself? I'm okay. 
it's like I don't know what it is. It's just a mental barrier that they you know people set for themselves because I don't know. Maybe maybe you maybe you just don't want to cuz you're lazy. And that's something you're going to have to figure out yourself. I'm not trying to dog on you here and I'm not trying to hate on you, but sometimes you need to hear that that tough love, you know. It's good for you. But Physical activity has been proven to help your depression, help your anxiety. It's been proven, okay? And it's not only that, but you get to really just push yourself. So so amazing, so amazing. So that is sorry. So that is the first tip that I have for you, my friend. Physical activity, get in some physical activity every day. Step number two, do something that makes you feel accomplished. Do something that makes you feel accomplished. And this, I don't have a website to give you. What happens is, what happens is when you do something that makes you feel accomplished, it releases dopamine in your brain. It releases serotonin. It releases all these other happy chemicals, ultimately making you feel better about yourself, making you happy. This doesn't have to be some crazy workout and it doesn't have to be even physical. You know, it could just be goals you set for yourself. You know, like like complete your morning routine or read that book that you've been wanting to listen read or learn something new about space or, you know, take the time and, you know, finish that homework paper that you have to do. I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's probably not a good one, but you know, homework for maybe your yourself, your own personal goals. I don't know. Whatever it is, something that makes you feel accomplished with yourself. Maybe it's get outside today and go on a walk. Maybe, you know, it could be anything. But you need to challenge yourself in some way every single day. Maybe it's spending less time on the TV. You know, this this stuff is crucial to your happiness and 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 the correlation with with happiness and depression and when you do nothing that makes you feel accomplished you you're going to start to feel worthless you start to lose value in yourself you know you you be you begin to you know let that one time slip slip under the rug it's like you know if you're not if you're never doing something to make you feel accomplished you're 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 not going to feel accomplished with yourself. You're not going to feel fulfilled. You're going to be wondering what you could be doing better, you know, and this stuff is going to lead you to, into a sort of what they call depression. It's not depression, but it's just your body and your brain telling you, hey, I need to go do something, you know, to release that serotonin in your brain, to release that dopamine in your brain without it being in an unhealthy way. So with all that said, do something that makes you feel accomplished every single day. Then you'll go to bed content with yourself. You'll know who you are. You'll know what your boundaries are, what your limits are, and you'll feel good about yourself. Who doesn't want to feel good about themselves? But when you never do something that makes you feel accomplished, you're you're letting laziness creep in. You're letting laziness come into your life. And you're 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 letting you may think this is over dramatic, but I'm I'm saying like if you never do anything that makes you feel accomplished, you're going to start seeing negative self talk. You're going to start seeing negative feelings and emotions towards yourself. 
and you're going to see laziness creep in and laziness breeds depression. The number one thing, laziness breeds depression because when you have no sense of self-worth, no sense of self-accomplishment, no physical activity, nothing, you begin to become depressed or what they call depressed. So with all that said, number three, tip number three I have for you, this one may sound a little stupid. I know when when I was having a rough time with my mental health and people told me the same thing, I was kind of angry about it. I was like, this has nothing to do with anything. You guys are stupid, okay? But number three is get on a sleep schedule. I do have a website for this one to help back up my point. It is... Okay, okay. Sleepfoundation.org. Sleepfoundation.org. This means that poor sleep can contribute to the development of depression and having depression makes a person more likely to experience sleep troubles. I just took out a little, little, you know, thing from, snippet from their website. But this is explaining poor sleep can contribute to the development of depression and having depression makes a person more likely to experience more sleep. Isn't that crazy? It's like that whole loop that we keep talking about. It's like that loop in your brain. Crazy how things work. It's like a little cycle. You know, but when you don't treat your body right, your body will start to tell you. You know, a lack of sleep affects your mood a ton of a ton and you know, I don't I don't have to t- to give you some research on that because everybody knows. You know, like when you when you don't get a good night's sleep and maybe you got very s- a small amount, maybe you're more irritable that day. You know, maybe you have less energy and so your caffeine amounts are skyrocketing, which is something that I do all the time. But when you're, you know, when you're on some whack sleep schedule, staying up late one night, then going to bed early the next night and waking up on weird times, you know, that's going to affect you over time. I've noticed that in my own life actually a lot. And it sounds so dumb because I used to be like, well, I'm, who cares? I get in my sleep anyways, but you, your body needs a sleep schedule. I know that sounds insane, but you have to prioritize your sleep so that your body can rest, but it can also heal. And, you know, with a lack of sleep, there's like a lack of energy, lack of motivation. There's maybe more irritable irritability. But, you know, w- with a lack of, of energy and a lack of motivation you become a lot more susceptible to laziness. It is, it is, and, and you know, with, with a terrible sleep schedule or a lack of sleep, it's going to affect your brain, you know, the chemicals in your brain. And you're going to have more of one thing, less of another. Man, oh man, I should have, I guess, given another example from another website. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But I, I I'll also encourage you to, like, Look this up for yourself. You know, I think for yourself. Question things yourself. Don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to anybody else. You know, like, it's all right to just look into things every once in a while. Okay, to do your own homework. At the end of the day, you'll be learning something at least. But you need to get on a sleep schedule. It actually, it, it will help you 
in a lot more ways than you could even imagine, really. And yes, I spoke very little on that because I was a little less prepared than I thought I was. I thought my script was written a little bit better, but I'm just going to go into tip number four, which is get sober. Oh, those terrible words. Get sober. Oh, yeah, just listen to it one more time. Get sober. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And yes, that's alcohol alcohol included. That's weed included. That is nicotine. Oh, yeah. Get sober. All right, so this website says drug abuse symptoms can mimic symptoms of both depression and mania. Acute alcohol and stimulant intoxication can produce symptoms of mania or hypomania and substance withdrawal often manifests as symptoms of dysphoria and depression wow that sounds like a lot that sounds beautiful (sighs) wow this is where the whole well actually weed helps me sleep or i can do it because i have self-control first of all i can do it because i have self-control is what every drug addict has ever said in the history of existence. I actually used to say that a lot. And then there's also the people who are like, you know, potheads who are like, well, actually, weed helps me sleep. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I like this. I like this a lot. When, When really, you know, drugs and alcohol and yes, weed included, is going to affect you more than you even realize. A lot more than you realize. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get heavily into the drug talk now because that will be coming in a later episode, I'm sure. But whether you like it or not, substances have a major impact on your mental health, and that includes weed. Weed is actually one of the more dangerous ones, in my opinion, because it's not like something that's insane but it's it's to the point like weed is more of like it affects you slowly you know and and over time you begin losing motivation the more you smoke weed or you know are getting high or whatever and and it makes you it okay look drug and alcohol abuse and nicotine use it 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 causes more narcissism and I'll be giving all this these facts out later and with research and all that in another episode, but it breeds narcissism, laziness, it breeds entitlement, selfishness, you know, because at that point you're willing to, I remember when I used to smoke all the time, I was always like, you know, I would hang out with people who I thought were my friends, but I would hang out with people all the time just so I could ask them if, I could smoke with them or I could, if they had alcohol, you know, it was like, I wasn't going to hang out with, I wasn't going to hang out with somebody who was sober. You know, drug use is going to affect your brain. Okay. So it kind of makes your brain, you know, with smoking weed and I guess any other drug, it's, it's releasing dopamine in your brain along with other things. But let's just, let's just say weed right now. Okay. You're like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just weed. It's releasing dopamine in your brain. And so is nicotine. So is nicotine. Let's start with these two. Weed and nicotine, they're releasing dopamine in your brain. 
So what happens is it becomes harder for your brain to naturally produce dopamine. Your brain becomes, it's, it's kind of like when you take melatonin at night and when you take it for so long, your brain stops developing, your, your body start, stops developing melatonin because now it's dependent on an outside source. And that's this, it, the, the, the brain and the body does the same thing about dopamine. You know, you're, you're going to find less enjoyment in everyday life. You're going to find less satisfaction in things. And so you're just going to try and keep pushing that, that dopamine level, that dopamine boundary. It's like, it's like a, a caffeine addiction. <laughs> it's like once you drink the same amount of caffeine for so long, and then you start taking a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and then you just keep raising your, your body's limits. And I talk about that a lot in the episode called constant stimulation super great episode i really liked that one and a lot of other people did as well but you know get sober drugs and alcohol it affects so much more than you could ever even imagine and you just don't even know it or maybe you choose just not to care about it maybe you know but you choose not to care and that's okay that's up to you that's up to you but if you you know getting sober is going to make you so when your body and when your brain becomes dependent on another source for dopamine, you lose the value and the joy in everyday life. It becomes harder for you to enjoy things. And it becomes, you know, eventually things just become numb. That's where I was at in life. Everything, everything just became numb because unless I was high or unless I was drinking, the only time I was happy was when I was on something, on these pills or whatever. That was the only time I felt anything. And so I felt, and so I felt no motivation because I, I hated myself and I hated life because nothing was fulfilling to me. I felt accomplished about nothing. I didn't have the will, the motivation to push myself. And because I didn't have those things, I would become depressed. I would become even more sad. And with that, I would just take even more. I would smoke a little bit more. I would drink a little bit more. I would push my body's boundaries. Because when I wasn't on anything, I felt no joy in life. I felt nothing. And, and, my friend, I'm I'm not trying to really dog on you. I'm trying to help you because I already went through that. I already did all of that. I did the drug use. I did the alcohol. I did all of that for a long time. I did all of that for a long time. And, you know, it may seem that I'm coming off really harsh. And But the reason I may be coming off a little bit harsh is because I want to keep you from experiencing that pain that I already experienced you know I want to keep you from making the same mistakes that I did and you know maybe you're that person who has to make those mistakes themselves like me I'm not gonna listen to anybody I'm gonna make the mistake myself and then regret it <laughs> but I would just suggest you for you to start at least just thinking about these things you know the first few are really easy to do. They're really easy. Maybe not enjoyable for a little while, but they're super easy to do. Get on a sleep schedule. It's easy enough. Do something you feel accomplished for, uh, about yourself for. 
that should be fun, you know? Just pushing yourself just a little bit every day. Get some physical activity in. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, honestly. Just go for a little jog. 10, 15 minutes at least. At the very least, just get some physical activity in. It's super easy, my friend. Where it gets difficult is when you get sober. And we'll be talking about drug use and all that good stuff in, in further episodes. But for now, I just, you know, maybe maybe you just need to think about it for a little while. And with all that said, my friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you learned something. And um, these links, the links for today's episode will be linked to the episode somewhere. I don't even know how it works, but I do put them linked on with the episode maybe it's in the description or something if you enjoyed today's episode i would love for you to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on i would super appreciate that if you have any feedback for me or you want to stay updated check out the instagram or facebook page at alpha insight podcast i would love to talk to you there about anything you want to talk about i I want to get to know my listeners And I want to have one-on-ones with everybody. You know, I want to, while I still can, while I still have the time and the amount of listeners, I want to pour that time into you if I can. You may have seen the cover art change, and that was voted for by, uh, that was a majority vote from all the Instagram followers. So thank you guys for voting on that. I think it turned out pretty good. But to leave today on a good note, and I hope I wasn't too negative or anything, um, I want to leave, I always want to leave you on a good note, my friend. These things, they're not hard to do. It's just that mental barrier that you have to push through yourself. And I encourage you to just push yourself this week. I hope all goes well for you. Um, I hope today's episode really made you think and, and maybe help, helped you learn something today. Um, But with all that said, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. No, weekend. Hope you have a great weekend and a whole next week till Friday. (laughs) I will see you next Friday.